Welcome back to the Golden Perceptions Podcast. I am Angel. And I am KB, guys. Welcome back. How are you Welcome doing, Brianna? Actually, I'm feeling really, really good tonight. I don't know why, but I'm feeling good. <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> How are you Glory. Doing? I'm doing okay. No complaints. No complaints. That's good. That's good. Just ready to get back in the groove. You know, Thanksgiving was good. The yeah, we've been on was amazing. break. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm just um, trying to get some more pounds down because... I didn't eat a lot, but you know, you know how that is. You kind of yeah. eat a little bit of leftovers here and there, and then the food is already not good for you. So it's like we definitely be eating the plantation, <laughs> man. <laughs> Tell me about it. But yeah, so um, we can just get right into the topic if you don't yeah. have anything else. No, okay. man. All right. So tonight, I think we should talk about uh, there not being any healing and remaining a victim. Okay. Um, I know that sounds a little harsh to say uh, because we never want to victim shame or, you know, make anybody feel like what they've gone through is not worth them, you know, being claimed or named as a victim. However, you know, in any victimization or any trauma that happens, there is always a healing process in order for you to overcome those things. And um, I just thought that it would be important for us to talk about how sometimes you know we hold on to being a victim and we do not allow ourselves to heal because we sit in in that state of being a victim for so long that it kind of paralyzes us to say the Mm -hmm. least Mm -hmm. um I definitely have for speaking for myself have had moments where I've been through traumatic things and I'm very good about getting up out of like the emotional connection to the trauma. Like if there is something that somebody did to me, I try to disassociate my emotions with the pain that I feel. And I try to really quick, try to, you know, overcome it. Sometimes that's not always the answer. You know, some people are not capable of doing that. Yeah. Um, I think just being in lots of traumatic moments, it has just put me in that space of being able to do it because I don't want to sit there and feel it all day long. Or, you know, I don't want to harbor any extra feelings because we have to be honest whenever you allow something to linger so long, other things attaches itself to it, you know, as you being a victim and you being, you going through this traumatic moment and you're holding on to that pain now becomes guilt. And then now becomes, um, you know, distrust and now becomes all of these other things that kind of align with being a victim but now you have attached these things and these things have become a part of your personality and your character mm-hmm. um, and also prevents you from moving forward in your life so um, I don't know I just think that for me I have no I have recognized that it is better for me to accept what has happened do a self-reflection in that to see I don't want to say that a victim is always wrong but I think in any moment you should always look at self-accountability because sometimes you know we can 
put ourselves in situations or we can, you know, do things or we can be around people or show a different side of ourselves that puts us in situations. That does not mean that you're not a victim when it happens to you because nobody is allowed to do anything that to you that you're not willing or have not agreed to. But I think it's always good to do some self-reflection to see, you know, your wrong may not be in the action of you becoming a victim, but your wrong may be the fact that you're holding on to being a victim for so long that you're not allowing yourself to progress yeah. in healing. Yeah, I definitely agree with um, the fact that, well, first let me say this, for me personally, and again, this is my perception, and for me personally, I don't ever associate myself with victim I see myself as an overcomer of all things Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. and um I just don't I have no association with victim I've been through things that some you know could say oh you're a victim of this or that but for me I just don't have an attachment to that word I just won't allow it to be something I see myself as now um I do understand that we all go through things at some point or not all, but some of us, a majority of people in the world, we do go through things that are things that we didn't specifically consent to happening. Not one specific scenario, but we didn't consent to a person making me feel this way or, or, you know, somebody making me do this or we didn't consent to it. But for me, I agree that just attaching for me and I keep saying that attaching Mm -hmm. the word victim for me is allowing that thing person or situation to have power that it should not have in my life Mm -hmm. I feel like if I as I always do overcome things like I have so many times in the past and I'm sure God gonna continue to give me the strength to do so if I'm looking at it as I'm an overcomer I have allowed myself to acknowledge what took place. I have allowed myself to feel what took place. And now I'm healing because I'm overcoming it. Right. And I mean, when I, when I really, when I think about it, I think like, yeah, nobody ever really says, physically comes out and say, I'm a victim. Sometimes, you know, maybe in cases where you have to deal with, you know, the authorities and things like that. Yeah. But I think when, when we discuss our trauma with ourselves and even amongst each other, we never just outright come and say, I'm a victim of such and such, such and such. You know, I know that when you and I, we talk about our traumatic moments together, we never mention victim. Like I never recall us having a conversation about anything that we've ever been through traumatically and either one of us has said I'm a victim or I've, I've been victimized or anything right. of that nature not to say that that is a bad word and that word should be shunned I mean obviously there it's a defining word to you know show that you are a person that has had this traumatic thing happen to you versus the person who did it to you you know what I mean exactly but I, but I think that some people may associate that word with the feeling of being traumatized or Mm -hmm. 
having a PTSD behind what happened or trying to, because think about this. If you are somebody who has gone through a traumatic moment, you always try to identify why, who, what, and where, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You start to ask yourself all of these questions and you start to build around that thing that happens like trying to figure out why this happened you know who and why would they do this to me you know but then you're not necessarily calling yourself a victim but because you have built so much thought around this you're automatically building a traumatic um PTSD or what do you call it like um I can't even really think of the word that I'm trying to say but it's almost as if you're building blocks around yourself to prevent you from seeing anything other than what's on the inside. And that's everything that you're thinking about this, this moment, you know, that it happened to you. And I'm not saying that this does not happen for everybody. It does. But I think that it's in the time frame in which you choose Because being in something is always a choice. And I want to really say that to a lot of people because a lot of us are victims of a lot of things. Yeah. But but there is that moment in which you should be choosing whether or not you're going to stay a victim or if you're going to become an overcomer, like you said. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people stay in, in that victim state too long, whereas they tend to never come out. You know, they want to see, and like I said, that then it attaches all of these other things. Now you want to see revenge on the other person. You know what I mean? So now Mm -hmm. it brings a darker side out of you. Now you, you know, you're dealing with hate and you're dealing with all of these other dysfunctional feelings and emotions that comes with being a victim for too long Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to sit in that state for too long rather than knowing that I went through this you know, going through the motions of what this looks like and demanding that I overcome these, overcome from this. Right. Because when you don't put yourself in a place of demanding to come out of it, when you don't put yourself in a place of demanding to come out of it, then you tend to stay in it too long and then it festers and then it becomes dark and it becomes ugly. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and it's more harmful to you than it is the person who did it to you, honestly. Yeah, because it all boils down to the topic. There's no healing and being a victim. And I know it's people out there that no problem with considering themselves a victim. We're not saying you're wrong in that. Maybe you found your power and being able to express, hey, I'm a victim. This is what I went through, you know? Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is okay if, if that's how you see yourself and you found your power in it. But what we're ultimately saying is if it's just I'm a victim, this is what happened and that's all you know and there's no work being done with and within yourself to figure out, you know, how do I get past this or how do I live with this, but still live a productive life, you know, things of that nature. And you want to always, you know, not dismiss what you've been through because it's not okay for us to do it to ourselves because we don't like when people do it to us. But to just sit in the 
in the realm of I'm a victim. This is what happened. And there's no real work or healing going on to get past that. That's because you've built the wall and that wall is dangerous because yeah. you're living in what happened to you. Exactly. Yeah. I, and this is going to this is going to come from more of a spiritual level. I oftentimes think like, why would God allow certain things to happen to certain people? Right. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I could ever come up with, because there are some gruesome things that happen to people who eventually come out and there are these amazing people, right? Like yeah. they're sharing their testimony, you know, they're out, you know, saving the lives of other people. They're helping other people come out of that, you know, um, that trauma and that deep wounded hurt. <clears throat> and, you know, it has a certain purpose behind it, which is the only thing that I can grasp from even asking you know, God, like, mm-hmm. why, why would you allow people to experience these traumatic things? And the only thing that I can conclude is that there is something that they have to give to the world about it, right? Like exactly. it's, it's a part of their purpose. It's a part of like putting something in them. It's like, it's going to sound weird, but it's like, planting a seed and like we once we plant the seed we don't see the process that that seed goes through but that seed does not stay a whole seed that seed kind of erupts and opens up you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like to me when you see a seed erupt and open up it looks damaged you know what I mean like it looks like it's damaged until you start to pour into that seed or you start to water that seed and that becomes that process in which you at that moment decide I'm not going to just be this broken seed. I'm going to make something out of it. So I'm going to water it and I'm going to pour something onto it. And once you start doing that, then something blossoms from that. And that's just the way that I look at it. I look, I look at it as if God said, I know this is going to hurt you, but I need you for this purpose. I know this is going to seem really bad but I know you're the one that can handle it so I'm gonna put it on you and allow this to happen to you so that you can become who I need you to be and it just goes it just goes back to literally people might think it's a cliche but God literally gives his hardest battles to his strongest so just like I to think about that all the time just for instance you know I love documentaries right mm-hmm. so I didn't see a plethora of documentaries where someone is wrongfully accused and they're sitting in jail so I often ask myself like okay because normally in those documentaries they talk about how you know I must be here for a reason you know you just come to that and I always ask myself like well if that were me if I was sitting in jail for something I truly did not do and I didn't got sentenced for this and now I got to sit here for all this time or life or whatever would I be able to come to that moment where it's like okay God you got me here for a reason like I often think about that but I honestly think that I would because like you said it's God planting a seed a seed everything is not about 
us all the time. I mm. could possibly have been sent to that jail because it's somebody in that jail who probably did do their crime, who God needs to be able to touch and to reach. And like you said, it might hurt me, but God needed me. We all here to do his work. Yeah. Everything is not about us all the time. Saying that again. So I might have been put there because it's Tom, Harry, and Tony that I need to minister to while I'm here. And just so happens, my life work that God sent me here to do was to be sent to prison, to minister to other people, to help other people keep their faith to bring other people to God. That might just be what I was sitting here to do. And unfortunately it looks bad and I have to be away from my family and I'm in here for something that I did not do, but this is what I was sent here for. And sometimes we just have to come to that understanding. Exactly. Exactly. Now, friend, I'm a, I'm a touch on a really touchy subject. And I always think about this when it, when it comes to me and you, you know, I met you and you had already lost your mom. And I think in some weird, crazy way, I think that God specifically put you in my life because he knew that I needed somebody who had already experienced it mm-hmm. by the time that it would happen to me mm-hmm. um, to, you know, help me through it, to know what to say, to understand my moments of being in and out. You know what I mean? Like when you say people well, we're not here just for us. Like we're here on purpose all day, every day, all the time. So we can't just think that, oh, well, this happened to me and this happened to me, but this happened to me, but it's not about you. It's so easy to really feel and stay in that moment of being hurt and being, you know, beat down to the ground. But then when you're down there, you need to realize like, it's not really about you. Like this, I have to be going through this for something. There is another side of this. Like it has to be because God just doesn't operate that way. Exactly. He just doesn't operate in the negative and the negative only. Like that's not, that's not complete balance. There has to be something good that happens after that. But then again, before you say this, then again, to have faith in him and not have the ability to work through that faith, those works are dead. If you're not mm-hmm. having that faith and you're working towards it, like you have to have, so there's some, there has to be something that is done to you in order for you to believe God to say, I know if I can't do this by myself, then I know God can help me. He can give me the strength to do it and then start your process and going through that thing. Exactly. It's just all about, we never, and I just want to be clear. We don't want people to feel like whatever it is you may have went through does not matter. It definitely matters. Not at all. Mm-hmm. It matters. And it it's not to invalidate that. It's not about necessarily what you go through. It's about how you grow through it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have to, we so often can only be caught up in what, what took place that we don't initially or sometimes at all stop to think why why did this happen and when you can't find that answer that's the answer God knew exactly what needed to happen and it might not have been for your 
pleasure or it might not have been to directly hurt you, but to get you in a place where he needed you to be so that others can be drawn to him through you. Yeah. And everybody process does not look the same. You know what I mean? That's okay. And and that's perfectly fine because we're not all meant to go through the same things for the exact same reason. Um, Everybody process looks different, even though you and I, we both lost a mother. Your process was very much different than mine. It happened in two different time frames in in Mm -hmm. our lives that Mm -hmm. would require us to go through it in different ways. You know what I mean? Or experience in a a way that it affects us, but still affects us differently. You know? Exactly. So it's important that we never take away the fact that this thing has happened to us, but we use that as a power. You know, like... Fran, you call it oh being a part of the club. Like to me, it's a superpower uh-huh. now. Like to me, it's a superpower to know and be able to witness a certain type of emotion that other people have not yet w- witnessed. You, you know don't what know I mean? Until you know, because you don't know until you know, and that's with anything. I'm realizing anything mm-hmm. traumatic that has happened to somebody, you don't know what those people have gone through until you physically have gone through it and have experienced it or at least something very similar to that to even understand an inkling of what they're trying to explain to you that they're feeling exactly and I just remember during your process of losing your mom I'm always the type of person like I just think people handle people the best way they know how Mm -hmm. and I just remember you know even before she passed, like, you know, you dealing with all the things you were dealing with leading up to that. I just remember just being so much in prayer because I just did not know, of course, what what it would end up being. But, like, I just wanted to make sure I was there and a good friend for you. So then when your mom passed, it was like, okay, I, I'm not going to lie. I had a conversation with God. Like, okay, God, I know what this looks like. I know what this feels like. I just need you to help me to best help her through this. Mm-hmm. So I just remember having a conversation with you like, okay, friend. I'm like, I, I I, told you like not to make this about me, but I need you to understand that I really don't, you know, something to the effect like I don't really know how to handle you right now because I never want to be like, are you okay? And you having an okay moment. But right. I made it clear like I'm here for you. You can talk to me. Let me know if you need anything. We can talk about it. And then we did one day, like, have a conversation. And like you said, I was like, okay. So, sadly enough, you're in a club that nobody wants to be in. Nobody wants to be in. Like, seriously. Literally, this is what I said to my friend. Like, yes. this is just the club nobody wants to be in. And now you're yes, in you it, right? And I said... If I could give any advice, take the time that you need. Don't let nobody tell you how to grieve. Don't let nobody tell you how long you need to grieve. And I also said, like, this is not something you get over. It's something you learn to live with. I think those are my exact words. Yeah. So 
even from that point, even to this day, like even when it comes around the time that, you know, your mom was passed, I think you at that you think you've told me since she passed, you gained understanding why I had a hard time with Mother's Day or I had a hard time mm-hmm. at my birthday because my mom passed the very day after my birthday. I had a I have a hard time at my mom's birthday. Like so now you're understanding, you know, my grief during those times and today I'm 19 years in it, you know? Yeah. It's just, it, and we can say that that's why we were put together, but I also think we were put together because you had been married before. Yeah. And I was about to step into marriage and now I am married. And it was so many things and so many conversations that you were able to help me with when it came to marriage, because not only had you been married, you still value marriage, you know? Mm-hmm. So God know what he be doing. That's yes, all every that's time. What it boils down to like he knows what he be doing and he know. It's not the easiest task because I find myself questioning it sometimes in certain situations, but we have to just trust him and let God be God. Man. Like there's no other way around it. I think I texted you on Sunday, like my best friend, her mom. I call her mom. Um, she was um, preaching at church and I caught it on live. And the thing she said that resonated with me was, I'm too close to the mirror to see myself how God sees me. Mm-hmm. And I even text her after like that really resonated with me because I have a hard time doing that. And what I got from that is God saying, back up. Let me be God. Just yeah. back up. Yeah. And I'm really taking that, like, into my goings on forward into 2023. Like, it's sometimes we just have to back up and let God be God. And although we might not be able to articulate it, although we might not be able to fully understand it, you gain some type of understanding as to what God is doing in those moments. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow. And that got deep real fast, but... <laughs> But I I, I love that. I love that because it really lets us know that we're not just speaking about something from the top of our head. Like these are things that we actually go through and have been through physically ourselves in order to be able to talk about it. I would never come on here and try to tell another person or to try to advise another person to, you know, go through a process in which I had not already been through or to even try to advise of something that I know absolutely nothing about. But I will say this in that process, you have to be very careful of blaming other people. And I don't mean that you shouldn't look at the person who did anything to you as the person who done you wrong, right? That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, is that once you recognize that this is the person that done something to you, you have to also forgive that person in this process. Because if you don't forgive this person, your healing does not start. And I know that sounds real crazy to a lot of people. And it's the hardest thing that you have to come to grips with. But in order for you to begin that process of even healing and bringing yourself out of that victimization, it's forgiving the person who did it to you. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that could be in anything. If, 
you know what I mean? They said some words to you. If they physically harmed you or, you know, if they put trauma on you back when you were a child that still resonates with you as an adult now today, you have to find it in your heart some way. And if you can't find it in your heart, ask God to help you to forgive that person because your healing will not start until you start to forgive that person. Because essentially what we do is when we don't forgive, we tend to hold on to that, right? Mm-hmm. We tend to still want that person to hurt. We want to yep. find ways to hurt that person or we want to, and because sometimes we may not physically have that attachment to that person or know where that person is because it happened so long ago, you find other people that you pour that negative energy off onto and now you want other people to hurt. You know that saying, misery loves company? That's a mm-hmm. fact. That's not just you become miserable because you're holding on to wanting to see this other person go through the pain that you're enduring. But at the same time, it's not beneficial for you to want that for them. Mm -hmm. You have to for yourself, forgive that person. And it's not for them. It's not saying, oh, I forgive them and I wish them well. No, it's not for them. That forgiveness is for you. Yeah. And you all might have heard me say in previous episodes that we have to understand that's not my burden to carry. That's not yours to carry. What somebody else did to you, that's not for you to carry. You have to release that. You have to let that go. Back up. Let God Mm -hmm. be God. And then then start your healing because you're walking around with what they did. That's theirs. You don't have to answer for that. You will not have to answer for that. Give it back to them and start your healing process to move on with your life. It's not for you to carry. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Man, it's just, this was a very sensitive topic for me because it's it's hard to go to a victim and look them in their eye and say, you need to not be a victim anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that has to be one of the hardest things to do for a person who was physically sitting in somebody's face to say, hey, I know you're hurting, but you cannot sit in being a victim anymore. But it's important that whoever out there has been hurt and gone through some things that you understand that it's not about that word. It's not about the word of being a Take victim. Take your power like, back. The, the, fact, the, the fact of the matter is, is that words have power. Mm-hmm. And that power resonates with what you tell yourself you are. Right? And like you said before, you have the ability to flip that into owning that power. Right? Yeah. If you want to say, hey, I'm a victim and I recover, I've, I've overcome such and such, then maybe that's what you need to do to own that power. Some people, it's different for them. Some, some people, it overtakes them to know or to keep saying it or to keep living it. So whichever type of person you are, just try your best to heal either way that it assists you. You know what I mean? Like if it helps you and gives you power and you can walk in that, that's fine. That's great. I love that for you. But if you're one of those people who holds on to being a victim at some point in your life, I think it's fair to say that there has to be a 
quote unquote come to Jesus moment. Yeah. You have to get to that space where you are now ready to no longer be a victim. And yeah. you're ready to be that overcomer that we're talking yeah. about. Because what happens with a flower when it needs to grow? You have to repot it, right? And if mm-hmm. you don't repot this flower, you eventually probably gonna have a dead plant. So just like God, he gonna make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. when it's time for you to grow. And no, we're not saying mm, not wait, to go. Wait, wait, put a pin in that. Yeah. Come, wait a minute. That was deep, friend. Wait a minute. You was so annoying. <laughs> no, because it hit me late. It hit me real late. But I feel, I feel that like yeah. needing to be repotted is not saying that it's a bad thing. It's like now I'm Take making you uncomfortable in this space where you are. I'm trying to create a bigger space for you is why I'm making you uncomfortable. Yeah. But the longer that you stay in this space, you're going to wither away and die. You're going to die. You're going to. And you have to. Oh, God, God is making you uncomfortable. And maybe that situation or thing is weighing heavy on you all the time because God is saying, I need you to grow from this. We're not yeah. saying don't go through the process of healing. Whatever that process looks like for you, please, please do it. Yes. What I'm saying is, and going through the healing process, please make a conscious decision daily, daily to do something to release yourself of that thing. When yeah. it's time for you to grow, God will make you uncomfortable. Mm. Mm. Y'all, that's it. I don't even know what else to say. (laughs) Like that sums it up. That's it. That's it. When when God makes you uncomfortable, that's when you know it's time for you to come out of that space. It's time for you to grow. You have no other choice because you're going to become more and more uncomfortable in that space that you're trying to survive in. Mm -hmm. There is no longer survival in that, in that space. You're dying. Yes. Like, let, you know, let's just think about it. you're dying. Like, literally, me, I went, I went through a few growths this year, and my growths were scary. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I had left a job I had been with for seven years. I was not happy for about five of the seven years. Like, I was mm-hmm. literally going to work every day unhappy. I found myself being the complainer on the job. I ain't that girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, but because I self-reflect and I check myself, it's like, okay, I don't want to be this person. What do I do to not be this person? The answer didn't come easy. It came. And even when it came, I stayed in my pot, y'all. I did not move. I did not go anywhere. It literally got to a space where I felt like I was dying. And I'm not lying to y'all. I didn't Mm -hmm. go to work. I stopped going to work. I just would not go. Like I could not bring myself to get up and go to work. So I'm missing work. I'm missing a lot of work. And it was because I was so unhappy, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I just felt like, okay, now I'm in this. How I get out of this? Like I, I don't want to be here. It was scary to leave the job. I just was not happy anymore there. And when I left the job, of course I went to a job paying way less money because I needed a job, period, right? 
um, so I resigned from that job. I started a job making way less money. And I felt like it was God repotting me, putting me in a new mm. pot. Like, let me start you over. Let's plant mm-hmm. a new seed. I'm going to start you from the very bottom. You're going to work your way up. But this time, you're going to appreciate it more. Mm. But this time, you're going to get what you got times 10. Girl, you're about to make me shout over here, <laughs> No, seriously, this is what uh-huh. God told me. Literally, this is what he told me. And now I'm in a place where it's like, okay, this God ain't really for me. But God, you said be still for now. I'm being still. Like, this ain't for me. But now we at the end of 2022. And I'm literally like, God is tapping me on the shoulder. Like, it's almost time. It's almost time. You, When you go through this door I got for you. You ain't gonna have to question nothing. Like this is literally the conversation God is having with me. And I know, I know in my heart that it took for God to make me uncomfortable for me to actually move my feet, to walk in the footsteps that he had already prepared for me instead of trying to stay in Mm. what I was comfortable in. Comfortable does not equal progress. Mm -mm, Not at all. Trying to progress over here. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've tried to move on up, you know, so now I'm in my new pot, you guys, and my soil is so much cleaner. It's so much clearer. I'm so, 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 so grateful that I got away from the fear and paid attention yeah. to what God really wanted me to do. Yeah, because essentially that's what really what keeps us and that's a whole nother podcast, but that's really what keeps us in that space of thinking that we're comfortable because we will fool ourselves telling ourselves that we're comfortable in this space when we're really just fearful. Yeah, I was and scared that's the to leave. Easiest thing, that's the easiest thing to come up with is, oh, I'm, 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 it's okay. I'm, it's, I'm okay I'm just here. here. Yeah, yeah I'll find my... I mean, what's the point of complaining? I'm going to go anyway. But why are you going anyway? You're not happy. You're literally dying. You're literally not dying mm-hmm. here. You're literally showing up and doing what you need to do above and beyond. Not for the recognition, but it gets to a point where it's like, so you not going to recognize how great I am? Right. Let me tell you another thing. When I did decide to resign from that job, and I started looking for other jobs. I had changed the way I thought about it. All my life when looking for jobs, it's like, oh, I hope they pick me. Oh, I hope they pick me. My mind prime changed to I'm the prize. The companies aren't the prize. I know that's right, friend. I know what I bring to the table as an employee. As you You'll should. be lucky to have me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not the snaps. What my friend <laughs> said. Yeah. <laughs> So it just boils down to like, you know, honestly, though, guys, like, again, we're not telling anybody how to go through their process or how much time to take in their process. Take the time you need, but also focus on releasing yourself from that trauma or that thing that would put you in what the world sees as a victim. Yeah. Take your power back. And not just releasing yourself, releasing those things that are a weight to you, because all of those things that you are holding on to and telling yourself that you're upset about, those things are becoming weights on top of you. 
Mm-hmm. And the more that you pile on those weights or allow those weights to be, they just get heavier and heavier. They don't become lighter because you're walking around with them. They just become heavier and heavier each day for you. So also release those things. Allow yourself, like she said, to release yourself from that. When you allow that moment to release yourself from that, then release each and every one of those things. Because again, those things do not belong to you. Send them back. Send them back to sender. Because yes, that is not for you. Yes. How welcome here. Yes, exactly. Woof. I don't know, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, we just have to understand what what's ours to keep and what yeah. to, you know, return. Like, we can't be holding on to what somebody else did and living our life because then you, you just allowing this person to have the exact same power they had the moment they did whatever they did. Yeah. And one thing I love about God is he's really good about releasing you from stuff once you give him the okay if you say okay god i surrender that means that you want to release yourself from all of this baggage and all of these things that you have been holding on to because a lot of times we think that these things are holding on to us when when we're physically holding on to them yes yes let go yeah let go it's time Because it's purpose and what you went through, whether you're, you know, willing to believe that or not, whether you're willing to accept that or not. Once you sit with it, it's purpose and what you went through. You don't know who going to cross your path path that's battling the same thing or something similar that you can help become an overcomer just like you are. Exactly. Like I we can sit here and talk about things that we've been through traumatically in our lives, which to be honest with you, is really strange that her life kind of mirrors mine in a way that we've been through very similar things in multiple areas of our life. Yeah. Um, but you know, the real reason that we're really here talking about it is because we have been through those things. You know, we've been on different levels of trauma, different trauma, traumatic experiences that have tried their way to shaping us. And she and I both as individuals, we're still healing. You know what I mean? Like healing is not just, oh, I'm over it. You know, those things, sometimes they try to come back and haunt you as if they still belong to you. And you got to tell them like, no, you no longer reside here. I'm past you and I'm healing from other things now. But that healing process does take, it's like a continual thing. And I always tell my friend, like I'm ever evolving because I feel like I'm constantly overcoming things that are up against me. And I don't just use those things as, oh, I went through that. Oh, okay. I use those things as like stepping stones. Like, I want to become better. I want to become higher. I want to use those things to show me that I can overcome them and that those things are not mine and that I can be still be successful in any way that I put my mind to, although I've been through those things or although those things have, you know, come to be my experience. Exactly. No one wants to look like what they went through. No, no not one at wants all. to be showing up in this world operating like 
what they went through. Like, release that. It's not yours. It is not yours. You deserve to be free of that. You deserve to work to be a better person and an overcomer. You deserve that. And just always remember that. You deserve it. Not what happened to you. You deserve to be an overcomer. Amen. Amen to that. Now that we are dismissing you from the church service. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. We're on the path that collection plate to the land. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> baby, it was giving pastor. Let's say y'all know. We don't <laughs> never, ever try to go here. It just happens, okay? But when the Lord show up, we're going to release them. This is how it works over here. The fact of the matter is, is that he is going to always show up. Yeah, because he in us, not on us. So, so to move along, uh, we do have a segment that we're going to go ahead and get into. And that is the Would You Tell. Let's switch gears, guys. So let's switch gears. Let's, you know, get a little upbeat here. I have a couple today. So okay. you ready for my Would You Tell? No, no, y'all would you tell? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> ah, what you think? I don't know. You gonna tell today, friend? Cause you, you be on, you be telling a lot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't got no problem with telling y'all. <laughs> okay, so the first one will be um, if your partner's ex-wife came to you and said she still had feelings for him, want and wanted to try to work things out with him. And wants you to stop seeing him, would you tell him? First of all, fuck me. <laughs> playing in my face. Why would you ever come tell me that? I don't be like, okay, sis, let me move to the side. You're not gonna tell him? Yeah, because I might have been to put hands on his ex. Just <laughs> ain't gonna happen though. <laughs> Because why are you playing? Like, who do you think you are to come to me and tell me that? And I'm just be like, okay. Like, he gonna have to know because it's not gonna ever just go that smooth. I feel like it's one of those, like, mm, like, okay. We like we would love to think that we can trust our mates, right? And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you can't. But at the same time, this is kind of like a double-edged sword. So if I tell him, I could just be telling him, because I'm mad and upset and you need to know she came to me that way right yeah but on the other end it's like if I tell him and there's lingering feelings that I have absolutely no recollection of Mm -hmm. he has not mentioned it but the feelings are there and it ends up being a behind the scenes situation it's like do I want to tell him the sparks feelings or whatever? I, right, what we just say? That ain't yours to carry. You need to know anyway. You right. Because I ain't going to be, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell him just to see how he right. <laughs> what she said. So what you want to do? So what you want to do? Now I'm looking at you side eye for the next, for the next six to 12 months. Right? <laughs> so... Oh, did she call you? Did she and what she said? And also, it matters. Here's why I think it matters. It matters when you have kids with a person because kids hold a different type of a bond between you know between the exes. Like if you have kids with them, like there is going to always be some type of reason for love there. You know what I mean? The kids, you know, obviously. 
Well, I won't say. Well, for me, there's no love. Well, mm, not in that way to make me feel like I would even catch a feeling if that was said came to me like, oh, your ex said this. Like it ain't that for me. Yeah, but you gotta look at it. It could be though. For some, you gotta look at it from a different standpoint. It might not even be you. It might be on the other end. You know what I mean? Like. It may not be that for you because you are physically in a relationship with somebody. But if you were not in a relationship with somebody and that person came to you like, hmm, then it might, it'll be a thought, obviously. It'll always kind of like try to reflect in the back of your mind. Not that don't mean you're going to act on it. But you know yeah, what I mean? But like, also it depends on how y'all ended in the first place. Exactly. If I'm in a relationship or not, it's like, mm, let me pay attention to that. What took place? Yeah. Like, why are you trying to come back? Exactly. Yeah. And now you're thinking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, now you're thinking mm-hmm. about it. And you're thinking like, well, where her head at or where his head at? Now? Right. Like, yeah. So no, we definitely... want to drop off the kids, not just you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'd be like, go. I'm timing them the whole time. Like, what's going on? It's 47 minutes and 32 seconds. It is 49 minutes and 15 seconds. Where are you waiting time gap? What happened? Not me. I'm a very active stepmother. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I'll drop them off. I'm a very active stepmother. How you doing? I'm waving and speaking. Waving and yeah, if it was me, I definitely would tell him and I would just see where his head is at from that point. Because one thing you can tell about a man is when, when his head not in the right space, he veer off a lot. So, you know, yeah, he, yeah you, you can tell the moment you tell him. Like, yeah, you you can tell. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you just to see how you're going to react to see if you're thinking about it or mm-hmm. because then I'm going to come back and hit you with the, you know, if you want to be her, you can. Yes. <laughs> It's really that simple because if, if you got to think that hard, if you got to think that hard about it, sir, she yours. Like mm-hmm. you don't belong here. Nope. Let me call your daddy. No, You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, let's move on because she tripping right now. She mm-hmm. tripping. Okay, so the second would you tell is if your sister was dating my sister's significant other and you knew about it, would you tell? So your sister's still with this person and now my sister is dating them. Yeah. I'm telling. I don't like conflict. You telling who? Me or your I'm sister? You. Okay. I'm telling my sister too. Like, hey, you know, that's my such and such. Such and such. I'm telling you and I'm telling my sister. Yeah. I don't Thanks. like conflict of interest. Like, I don't like situations like that. Like, I'm definitely telling because you're not about to play with none of us. Yeah, for real. Because at that point, I feel like because you're my friend, if that's your sister, like, that's the second best thing to you. That's an extension of you, yeah. Right. Like, I'm not, you're not getting ready to play with my friend. That's how I'm going to be thinking about it. Like, exactly. you're not, because that's my friend's blood. So, you're not playing with her. And then directly up under that is like, so if I don't say nothing, then it comes out. Now, the friendship is different because it's like, why wouldn't you tell me you knew this about your sister? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't do well with conflict of interest. And then although that. the sister relationship would still survive, they would still be upset. Like, why wouldn't you even tell me? I know you've seen him with her or at some point seeing him around. Like, why wouldn't you tell yeah. me? Yeah. And then not only that, like, how do... 
we really, let's just say this was really our situation, like friend, how do we really, cause it's times like, no, you haven't met my sister yet, but I'm sure you're going to be around my sister. Right. I've been around your sister multiple times. Like how would we even continue to do that? Knowing I knew this and then to like it, now it affects our relationship. Right. Mm-mm. I'm telling. I'm telling quick too. Mm. I'm yeah, taking I'm screenshots. Too. I'm taking photos. I'm having evidence when I tell all the things. I don't care. I'm telling too. And first, I'm. A, I think. I think the way I would handle it is first, I'm gonna talk to my sister. Like, who is that? Oh, that's my blah blah blah. As soon as she say that's her, like, oh okay. Let me call my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm texting and calling my friend. I'm be like, girl, you know he dates such and such, such and such. Like my mm-hmm. friend's sister. Yeah. I'm telling. We telling. Yeah, we definitely tell her. We too loyal for that. We don't want that don't ride over here, so don't even Not try over it. Over here, literally. Loyalty mm-hmm. is everything, okay? Don't try it. Don't try it. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you all for listening. Um, we are getting really close to 2023. We have such amazing things planned for you guys. We yes. can't wait to roll it out. Um, but until next time, we will talk to you all then. Have a good night, guys. No, wait. Where you going? We ain't give uh, no handles. She wanted to tell the. She wanted to tell the handles. Like, y'all, she trying to by now because we're not about to keep telling y'all. Y'all Mm-mm. need to know. We get lo- new listeners every day around here, so they need to know too. Okay. Just in case you're looking for us, we are on IG at Golden underscore Perceptions. Mm-hmm. We are also on Facebook at Golden Perceptions Podcast. If yep. you want to hit us up, if you got any suggestions on things you want to hear us talk about, any you, would you tells, any any would you tells, if you want to hear some would you tells on air, just let us know. We'll be happy to take a look into those, and you can email us at Golden Perceptions dot kn at gmail.com. And, make and you can sure always DM app- us too. True that. And make sure whatever platform you're listening to us on, you have hit the notification bell so you know when an episode is uploaded. You guys also share, 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 share the episodes. Tell your friends, tell your friend friends, tell your friends mamas, tell everybody because you never know who's gonna get something from what. You know, now, so share now friend, that's how you end it, friend. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, y'all. We gotta go. Good night.